Hello, everybody. Wow, it feels like a minute since I've said that. Ever since we changed names, I changed my intro. This is... Right? Oof, God, that feels good. Hello, everybody, to the Geek Matrix DC Comics Review Show, week number 168. 168. 168. 168 weeks of people listening to me complain about shit that they love <laughs> oh, good times good times that's right i i was going to just i don't know i i didn't write it down this way i just started to say dc comics review week number whatever and i, I was thinking like the the number of weeks that dc comics has been publishing comics i'm like i'm not going to be able to make up a number what the fuck am i doing and then i remember <laughs> wait Wait, we number the show. <laughs> Just go with that. <laughs> yep, that'll do the trick. That'll Wait, do. 10,023. 10, <laughs> uh, right, I can't so, even imagine. Yeah, who who knows? It's got to be up there. I mean, think it, 52 weeks in a year. They don't skip a week. They've been doing it since, at like, okay, they were national publications when we started Superman number one, right? Right. Do we count that? Because it's still the same company? I would, yes. Let's just go with that as the starting point. Okay, so that's... 1936? 1936. I was going to say 1936. Most, maybe 1935, I think? Might have been their first series? So what was their very first series? Is that the one with Alan Scott? Or did they do something before that? I'm not positive. But well, if no, we no, do that, they oh, started yeah. in... Well, let's... Yeah, let's go 60... Let's go 65. So 36. Huh? 36. 36. Yes, yeah. yes. My bad. My okay. bad. Okay, so we'll run the math on this right now. Welcome to class, folks. <laughs> uh, so, 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 so it's a uh, thir- 13-year difference? Um, so yeah, 13 87 year difference. years times 52 weeks a year is 4,524 weeks. That's there a lot of go. weeks. That is a lot of weeks. I my I was highballing ten thousand twenty three for sure. <laughs> that that is way up there, folks. Uh, but no, four. So this is DC Comics Review Show number four thousand five hundred twenty four. Thank you for tuning in. Just grabbing something real quick to uh, break into our big news segment for the week. Um, bit of sad news happened a couple of days ago if you hadn't heard legendary creator and one of my all-time favorites uh and the reason i podcast time favorite oh god yeah uh the reason i pulled over jaime reyes uh keith giffen has passed away at the age of 70 very unfortunately um i took a look at his bibliography yesterday just to see how much of his work i owned and my god i had more than i realized yeah yeah i think a lot of people have more than they realize 
he did so much work. He's been going since 1976. So much work. Like he's he's been a constant in the comics industry for so many decades. It's he's definitely gonna be uh Yeah. He's definitely gonna be missed, that's for that's for sure. Yeah. I think he even had published he had work published this year, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like it's it's a dark day in not just DC Comics history, but in comics in general, that we lose Keith Giffen. The man uh, who gave us Justice League One Punch. Yep. Gave us Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Lobo. 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 Josh's favorite. Yes, yeah. my favorite. As I pointed out, so Jaime sad. Reyes. Yeah. One Another Punch. One of my the, favorites. As, as Josh mentioned, the Justice League One Punch scene, which is to this day probably the most memorable Justice League moments in all of history. <laughs> to real comic book fans, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And even some non comic book fans seem to know that moment somehow, <laughs> even though it's never made it in the mainstream. But it's just that talked memes. about. It's got to be, yeah, it got to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's iconic. It's been done over so many times um, and then and here not too long ago guy. here not too long ago they had uh, Wildcat beat Batman you remember yep. that? yeah you remember? <laughs> I remember <laughs> yeah so it it hurts it really hurts that we lost Keith Giffen but cheers to him Raise a glass to a great Thanks guy. for everything you did, man. Yeah. Well, you will be missed, and goddamn, I wish there was more to come, but yeah. at least we have so many stories to reread over and over again. And I know I'll be checking out Threshold again later this week. Didn't you just read that? I started to, and then because I had so many new graphic novels, I just got distracted <laughs> by all the other ones I was reading. Fair I enough, saw, fair I enough. Saw, I, started the, the, I started reading Mark Wade's Brave and the Bold series with Hal and Barry. Right, right on. Yeah, because I'd never cool. read that before, so I was excited for that. Howdy, dear. Say hello, like I just did. It goes like this. Hello. <laughs> well, I, I assume you're talking to a user in chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they can't <laughs> type, type it out. <laughs> well, yeah. You, you, well, out. you can do it, but we can't hear you. So. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know what? As long as it's in spirit, I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. We we can sense it. Just yes. send a, send a message to the ring. I'll get it. Uh, through our psychic high powers, we know yeah. when everybody says hello. Josh will get it on on Kajida. Shh, don't tell people straight to his nervous system yeah that's what happened to me man <laughs> you, you, beetles yeah. sucking my life force yeah. out <laughs> oh boy beetles. Uh, all fucking right. beetles fucking beetles um, okay so there is one more bit of news that Brandon popped across our desk earlier today speaking of Brandon this lucky duck this lucky duck. I think today, I'm 
pretty sure it's a four-day event. Excuse me. So it starts today, if not tomorrow. So. Yeah. Uh, he is at New York Comic Con, possibly he, right now. Because he is a butthead. Yeah. <laughs> and and I kid. Throughout the <laughs> throughout the weekend, we get Brandon. We love you. Throughout the week, uh, him and I have been talking about other creators have just been announced. Um, what was the one he was telling me about? I think just yesterday. Uh, Pat Gleason is going to be there. He found that out yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> one I of my know. favorite artists. So I'm so happy about yeah. that. Because he, he said he'd get that signature added to the Sinestro Corps War. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, That's we awesome. Talking about all sorts of stuff. And he found out that Jorge Jimenez and Jeff Johns are only charging five bucks per signature. So he's bringing like a whole shit ton of books to get signed he's like oh that's super cheap okay <laughs> duh, duh, duh. <laughs> i think you're muted man i don't know how that happened oh i am muted look at that and i was like yeah it's all you can eat autographs right exactly yeah so he's he's just dealing them like cards to these creators and i don't blame him i don't either just gonna be honest with you yeah. Uh, so Brandon, if you're listening, hope you are having fun, and we look forward to hearing about it next week when you are back with us. Uh, uh, so also, uh, where I started with this, my segue, Brandon uh, put across the desk earlier today. Uh, it was Jason Fabuk announced uh, another book that he's doing with Jeff Johns and Brad Anderson what? that's coming out from Image called Rook Exodus. Uh, and it looks pretty friggin' cool, at least from the artwork. I haven't had a chance to read the article. When does uh, that come out? I don't know, Josh. When does that come out? Did you read the article? No. <laughs> okay, because I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Let me let me skim through it real quick. Uh, but it was announced. Uh, it seems like today, because was a uh, said it was announced at New York Comic Con. It was a new Image Comics imprint for interconnected universes. Now that I'm reading it, uh, the Ghost Machine. April Universe. 2024. Yeah. Uh, Brian Hitch, Jason Fabic, Peter J. Tomasi, Francis Manipole, Gary Frank, Maytal Jut, Lamont McGee, Brad Meltzer, and Jeff Johns uh, are all on the team. The Ghost Machine team. That's a hell of a creative team. Yeah, you could say that again. Yeah. What the hell are they doing? Uh, comics. No, that's not comics. That's something other than comics. Uh, changing the world? I mean... Perhaps. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it it looks good. Um, if you want to know more, because we, we're, we're so, like, organized. <laughs> we oh, have all the very organized. Uh, Google Ghost Machine, New York Comic Con, or Jeff Johns, or uh, Jason Babaka, or Brad Anderson. You'll, you'll get all sorts of info about Ghost Machine from Image Comics. Uh, and mm -hmm. it, it looks to be very good from a whole slew of awesome creators. So that's something to look forward to. Well, just hearing that the three Jokers team got back together, I mean, what they produced was great. It was just the story took a terrible, oh God, terrible, yeah. Yeah, terrible yeah, part. Yeah, it fell apart. That's not the only and, book they've and, done and together. Anderson is, oh man, they just... They're so beautiful together. And, yeah. you know, I mean, Jeff Johns, he can tell a hell of a story. He just swung in a miss with that one. But, 
Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited just to see that, and then the uh, the rest of them that you threw in there. I mean, that's not no just little extra people thrown into the book. These are all heavy hitters. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what uh, what comes out of this. I, I'm going to even say, like, for three jokers, not even a swing and a miss. I'm going to say that was a hit and a an, uh, catch and outfield. Because it started out great, and then <laughs> it just fell apart rather quickly near the end. Right. Like, the world's yeah. greatest home run ever hit, and then it's marred by the fact that it took out an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a hell of a way. To, I was going to say the... the <laughs> Guy in, guy in center field just climbed the wall and caught it, but <laughs> that that works too. <laughs> Caused a citywide destruction. Absolutely. Wouldn't be the first time. Blew up an airplane with a home run baseball. Ding, ding. Wouldn't be the first time? What? <laughs> <laughs> what baseball games have you been watching? Oh, that's right. None. None. <laughs> None. I watch some baseball watch games hockey? occasionally with Omega Bandman. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we discovered uh, somewhat recently that despite the fact that I'm Canadian, Josh is American, born and bred. Each, uh, I am more into baseball, America's favorite pastime, and Josh is more into hockey, Canada's national country sport. It is. It is really weird. Yeah, it's re- it's 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 very odd. Hold on, one it, it is really weird. Despite uh, I, I say hockey is Canada's national sport, despite the fact that there's going to be some Canadians out there that are be screaming at their screen saying it's lacrosse, it's curling. I'm just going to say it's all three. <laughs> yeah. Cur- curling, curling. I I don't even want to say curling is a sport. It's it's a thing unto itself. Not only not only do you have to be you know skilled specifically in curling to be able to pull that off, but I feel like you've got to be a certain kind of person too. Like not everybody can do curling. Yeah, I can't. I have, I can't. And I have tried. It's not the most athletic sport. It's it's a weird cross between um, playing lawn bowling. And being athletic. Because <laughs> you, you have to be at least strong enough to know how to work the rock properly. Not alone, not, not, well, not even right, just but, lift I mean, it because with... it's a heavy stone, but also be able to slide it the right way, have proper control. And you have to have good body function, good muscular control in order to make that work. And the and, sweeping I mean, alone. Amazing is, depth perception is, because you've got oh, to God, be yeah. able to stop it within that, you know. Yeah, and you have to rely on, on the sweepers who also need to have not only good endurance, but uh, good strength as well to be able to sweep as hard as they need to or as little as they need to, uh, again, with proper control the whole way down the ice. Mm-hmm. So so there is a level of athleticism involved in strength training, but not as much as, say, any other sport. <laughs> I'm just telling you that like somebody like me, I feel like I could no matter how much I trained, I'd never be able to get that down. I feel like you got to be a, just the right kind of fucking person. You can train yeah. anybody to do a sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll at least be decent at it. Yeah. 
You can't make it that you can't you can't do that with with curling. And I dare say the same thing with shuffleboard. You either got I, it I, or I you do. It. <laughs> same idea, shuffleboard and curling. Same idea, just shuffleboard a lot less. <laughs> well, yeah, like completely take the athleticism <laughs> out. <of> yeah. <laughs> Add I've a whole lot people... of alcohol. I've seen people play shuffleboard with a whiskey in their hand and sitting in a chair mm -hmm. <laughs> and get a bullseye <laughs> yep. or, or whatever you call it. I don't know. What they yeah, call it's it like, I don't know. All I know is that I got it with one eye closed. Not even look. No, he had to close one eye so he could see straight. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So that's about all the news I have. Unless, uh, Josh, do you want to bring up your scientific discovery? Oh, no. What was it? Oh, okay. Oh, so I'll, I'll bring oh, up your... Okay. Oh, oh, the... The, um, the metal. Yeah, the, the yeah. scientists had found out that there are metals out there that have self-healing properties. Like, if left alone, they will heal themselves. They were able to tell this because they use time-lapse photography to, to, to record it, um, the, the cracks in steel actually becoming smaller, which I think is wildly insane because, because just last, it was last week, was it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, just last week we did that, that we covered oh, the poison, that poison, poison yeah, yeah, last, with last the week, green yeah. steel for, for steel that would heal itself. We just we keep an eye out for people with flower faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I I was reading that article you sent. And my mind was like going with the possibilities. Like I don't know where something like that could be applied in other fields, but the first thing on my mind was ferrofluids. Oh boy. If that would even have any shared properties, but I I don't know enough about scientific states of matter or of metal rather uh to really justify knowing that just yet so <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna jump into the whole theory game i don't know enough about metallurgy to know whether or not that is possible but um that would be neat yeah that could be a send away to uh you imagine nanotechnology they that's, find that's the first step to uh nano iron man suit. they they find <laughs> out what it is right they've f find they find out what it is that that allows the steel to heal itself and then they just find a way to uh to accelerate it and we have legitimately self stealing self self healing self steel yeah I'm having a good speech day today. How about you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Righteous. Uh, well, I forgot all about that until you... <laughs> Sweet. Well, I'm happy to remind you. Uh, yes, it was very cool. All right, so I think... Uh, do you have anything else? No. Any other news? No, so I think, I think that's no that right. scientific discovery was pretty cool. To yeah. talk about an episode four thousand five hundred twenty-four. <laughs> That's it. Tune in next week for episode four thousand five hundred twenty-five. Yeah, this is a, a <laughs> legacy numbering, of course. Legacy, legacy numbering. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, 
guess you want to jump into our honorable mention list? Um, you know, I suppose I could do that. Uh, this week we got Superman Lost number seven, uh, Batman City of Madness number one, and Danger Street number ten. Superman, Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow number six. If you got digital, oh well, no, f- physical this week. Digital or before. physical, excuse yeah, phys- me. physical this week. Uh, so now everybody has had a chance yeah. to read it. Unfortunately, except Brandon because he said his shop did not get it in for some reason. Oh no! Yeah, because I've been itching to ask him that question. Um, at least I'm assuming it came out in stores because I I don't have a store to go check. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> it was on the list on Legal Comic Geek, so that's that's why you can assume it was physical this week. Um, so hopefully, yeah. I just I need to ask Brandon that question about, um. Oh my god, what the hell was the question? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I read it like but a month only ago. Only because you didn't tell me. Yeah. Uh, uh, the tactile telekinesis. Oh, right. That's yeah. right. You had yeah. that, that, that concern. Mm-hmm. Well... Needless not, to say, not even so much concern, more just like curious if this is if that if that part of it had ever been a thing. But for story purposes, I guess they could add it in because again, it was heavily Dragon Ball inspired <laughs> to a T to a T <laughs> to a very much. It, they ended it with uh, for okay. I'm not even gonna say it, but there there's there's a moment. Spoilers if if y'all know what. Uh, how it goes on with Dragon Ball. It's basically Gallic Gun versus Kamehameha. <laughs> At a certain point, it looks uh, just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody uh, doing any screaming? Yeah, actually. <laughs> there, oh boy. There, I think I think there was. Yeah. This this is a book I'm definitely getting when it comes out on trade. It's it was a hell of a story. Well, I didn't get a chance to read this one yet. Oh, no? No. Oh, I thought you read it when it came out digital. Oh, shit. Yeah, because I got it last week, didn't I? Oh, it came it was was like it the three, two weeks, three, three? three, four weeks ago. Yeah, it's been a while. That's why I yeah. forget. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, if I've already got it, then I probably liked it. Because I don't remember one that I didn't like. Oh, I wish that uh, I wish that Brandon was here so I could hear more about it. But anyway, those are yep. the honorable mentions, and uh, that's all there is. Yeah, we'll we'll get a bit more in depth in our bonus uh, subscriber show, uh, which we will record later today. So be sure to subscribe if you want to hear more about it. You we should anyway. Not a full spoiler review, but a bit more spoilerish than I already did. <laughs> there you go. I can't help myself sometimes. All right, can't we are. Uh, do you want to do a quick commercial break, or should we jump right into the books? Uh, let's go ahead and do a commercial break. All right, we will be back. Stay tuned. And now back to our regular scheduled program. Woo! Welcome back. 
that was a uh, very quick commercial break for those of you sitting streaming watching us on stream yeah it was, it was very short <laughs> that's, okay. that's that's for podcast purposes but we are here and we are live still <clears throat> all right so we are jumping into our books for the week of which we have two for this show because <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty small week yep, they went uh, light on us oh god yeah and, but and... it's 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 only as a way to say i'm sorry ahead of time yeah i mean i'm not even gonna say that they really should have balanced this a lot more because this week and last week very light weeks the next two weeks super heavy and yep. i ain't talking about batman by scott snyder volume eight <laughs> watch your tongue kind of sir <laughs> All right, so we are I starting off. I love me off. some snide, man. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern number four. Uh, we are here. We're going to get some answers. Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. This is written by Jeremy <laughs> Adams with art from Zermanico, both inside and on the cover. Colors Beautiful. from Romulo Fajardo Jr. Oh, God, yeah. Hey, did you uh, not notice that there's a whole lot of inside and out art that was this week? Like, most of the art teams that we cover did the art inside and on the cover? I mean, they... they I didn't notice that it was specifically that, but, like, I know most of the time it's like that, unless there's, no, like, a special cover. I don't know. Most of, yeah. No. Uh, anyway. Ooh, sorry. Need the gesture. Oh, God. Oh, excuse me. Oh, God. That was bad. Sorry. Okay. I'm good. Drink some water. Ugh. <laughs> You're going to be all right, man? Yeah, that's what happens when you fall asleep because you can go into work. <laughs> like, and you wake up 15 minutes before showtime. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Hang. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so oh. this is uh, College from Romula Fajardo Jr. Letters from Dave Sharp fast friends and if that title and the covers any indication this is a hell of a brave and a bold issue if i do say so myself so we pick up where we left off in issue three sinestro has come up to uh hal at what i thought was a bar but now looks to be a diner <laughs> so it's a little different than what i thought but still nonetheless they're there uh, seems to be empty apart from these two, which is just fine for them because they're about ready to throw down. Uh, at least not not yet uh, until the some some information is acquired between the two. Hal um, pulls together a construct of a rapier and points it directly to Sinestro's stomach. Uh, as Sinestro's uh, going on as you, you can put that away I just want to get off this planet and if you do not help me uh, your city will be in grave danger I planted uh, <clears throat> excuse me I, I planted bombs throughout the city sonic bombs uh, and not even you and your ring will be fast enough to stop them all they want is your ring so I can fly back home I don't even want to be on this backwater planet um, and Hal regretfully complies hands over his ring and as sinestro tries to use it hal warns him you're not going to be able to because this ring is new and something that can only be used by me uh so which sinestro then <clears throat> excuse me 
Um, no. Decides to just, yep, play his hand, and be like, all right, fuck <laughs> it, and sets off the sonic bombs across the city with a loud-ass boom. Kaboom. Uh, and then he leaves as Hal suits up uh, into the costume and calls on Barry to help him save Coast City. Forms up a construct of a, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it, a, a sonar radar which is basically just what a radar is, but maybe it's just a radar. A <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, method they used to one-time track down Sonar, an old villain, if you remember old Green Lantern villains not from outer space. Uh, so Barry grabs the construct, and Hal is doing his damnedest with his willpower to keep it uh, in in construct form, basically. Um at super speed this <laughs> is very difficult with Barry's speed but he's he's holding on Barry finds all the bombs and throws them up into the sky for Hal to destroy with other constructs and with Coast City saved they have a handshake and a very brave and the bold moment uh, so cool to see and honestly I very much appreciate it because I said I was reading Mark Wade's Brave and the Bold uh, with Hal and Barry <laughs> which is is it's, just, it's perfect timing for me because I'm reading all about this right now <clears throat> perfect time very much uh, so they race off together uh, to Ferris Air as Hal asks Barry for his help one more time but not as the Flash but instead as a forensic investigator <clears throat> oh my god oh my, my god tonight. excuse me folks um, so he asks Barry to uh, investigate the planes that Sinestro was hovering around. Um, I guess that's a pun. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and he does notice uh, a few odd things on one of the drones that looks like he must have placed something on it, but before he can get too deep into it, Carol shows up, and there's awkward moments because <laughs> Carol's engaged, and, and Barry's engaged, and they both look at Hal. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, so uh... moving on. Um, Carol's the one to change the subject back to the, the drones and ask what Sinestro did to them and Barry is not entirely sure but he thinks that something was left on the, the planes uh, but he isn't entirely sure what it is yet uh, and then Hal uh, reveals that he did see Sinestro and that he was looking for a way off the planet so thinking maybe he could use the drones to get back to Korugar um and then the the trio start to disband. Uh, Carol heads off to go take care of some <clears throat> business stuff, as she is the head of the company. And then Barry gets an alert uh, from Los Angeles or someone attacking, and it is uh, almost extraterrestrial. So the pair suit up and head out and find or tornado and asteroids coming down, and they realize that it's probably not extraterrestrial it's major disaster so Barry takes care of the tornado uh, just just like child's play for him at this point and Hal takes care of the meteors uh, using it as a pool cue uh, with a pool cue and ball and just destroys them in one hit uh, pretty awesome uh, they find major disaster and as Hal distracts him with a bright flash from an old camera uh, that he a construct version Barry punches him at super speed and he a just flash falls from apart a fl uh, the flash from a construct camera yeah so light that came from light 
Yeah. I mean, cool. basically, he just made the light brighter, <laughs> realistically. <Right. laughs> but he had, he had fun man. with it, yeah. Uh, Alright, then, after taking down Major Disaster in quite a simple way, honestly, they leave yeah. him at the police department, and, and top on top of the building across uh, the streets, sitting on the rooftop, they just have a little chat uh, about um, just life. Uh, how Wally and Linda had just had their third kid and the Titans have taken over for the league and Roy has his daughter again and, and we're just here. <laughs> but at least at least Barry has proposed to Iris. What the hell is Hal doing? And they talk about uh, Carol and how he does love her. And he's been trying because he, he loves her and, and that's that's basically to him that's his end game. But he understands Carol's choices to be with somebody else. Um, I don't remember the guy's name, but I'm just going to call him Paul <laughs> for, yeah. for those of you that get that reference. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> oh my God. Drink some water, son. Is that water? This is water, a whole, a whole bunch of it, but it doesn't seem to be working. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, they talk about Carol and how that's endgame for Hal, and he wants to get somewhere uh, where she gets back with him, but doesn't quite know how to do it. She's she's very happy and committed, and Barry's just maybe just pull back a little bit on the throttle on trying to chase her and just try to be the friend she fell in love with. Maybe that'll work, because let's face it, Hal has been going just super hard right now to, to a just not okay degree <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's it's a bit uncomfortable man i mean yeah. if if we're being honest yeah it's a it's a it's a bit much yeah but it's 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 a fine line for like 99 percent of the time yeah it's a bit much and even for hal yeah it's a bit much but it's also typical hal it's just nowadays it's not okay it was never okay but for 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 the, for the time that Hal came out of you'd expect it <laughs> right but it's still not okay <laughs> it's it's almost in character for Hal it's just the fact that she's engaged with somebody else and she's not reciprocating in the slightest means he needs to back off yeah is it coming with unlimited will also comes with never giving up yeah, and I could see how that could be a problem for him to process, but he seems to be wanting to do the right thing. Flash was talk trying to talk him into not doing the right thing. Yeah, well, I mean, at at the same time, yeah, like don't don't necessarily give up on Carol. Just don't go full throttle like you are. Like pull back just a little bit, because clearly it's not working. Right. One of two things is going to happen. You're going to chase her away forever, or you're yeah. going to get sexual harassment charges. One of the two is going to happen. Or both. Why not or, both? or both. <laughs> or both. Yeah, I yeah. guess if the second one happened, first one would too, huh? Exactly. Uh, I honestly, I don't see Carol going that far. No. No. Being that they're, they're, they're such old friends, but it really depends on how far Hal would go, <laughs> I guess. Um Anyway, yeah, because because if she hasn't done anything like that yet, she probably wouldn't. 
I'll, I'll, let's face it. All right, so so basically that's what it is. Carol is endgame for Hal. He loves her and he understands her choices because who knows when he's going to go off into space next. He was away for this long and that's why he lost her. So why would he then like get back with her and then have to one day for some reason end up back in space or on some other crisis and just not come back? So it's he thinks it's not fair to her, but he still loves her. He doesn't really know what to do next. But but he got that sage advice from, from Barry, a man who seems to have his shit together to a certain degree. And let's face it, compared to the two, he always did. So. <laughs> well, I suppose. Yeah. Um, all right, and then we finish off with a look at uh, the drones and uh, Sinestro's hand has been played. The device that he seems to have placed on the drones uh, almost looks like a control device, and uh, the remote uh, he remotely activates takeoff, and the drones, three drones, fly off into the sky, uh, unsure where they're going, but uh, something's going to happen. Next issue, Worldwide Fear. Whatever that may be about. And we do have a little backup, a uh, very quick written by Peter J. Tomasi with art from David LaFuente, colors from Tom Bonvillain, and letters from Rob Lee. This is Wayward's son. Um, and if you're reading the solicits, you know that this was called uh, Rise of Sin Sun. Part yeah. 1. Yeah. Uh, so we open up in Sector 2541, deep within the bowels of planet Zella. A bowels. small... What a good bowels. word for it bowels yeah uh a a young boy uh with purple skin uh basically living in what we said the bowels but it's basically the sewers uh working on some Same kind of thing yellow device that seems to be electrical in nature uh pretty much um when it's said and done it's it's uh electric knuckles which yeah pretty, yeah it's uh, uh yellow yellow lantern brass knuckles Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, he's found by the guy that, that runs this crew, uh, this crew of children, uh, Nagaf, and uh, he is a guy that, that uh, leaves a place for all these children to sleep as he teaches them to go out and steal stuff and bring it back for him so they can all live peacefully. But this kid uh, does not care about any of that stuff. He don't give a <clears throat> shit. He does not... Uh, and he finishes, the device goes out, despite the fact that he was told to go to bed. Um, right, this kid's name is Korg. I knew it was there somewhere. Yes, uh, Korg. <clears throat> Korg. Yes. Uh, but he goes out uh, to uh, a secret casino where there is tons of creds. And with a black marker, he puts two bits of mustache above his upper lip. Uh, very reminiscent of a certain character. <laughs> right. Right. And if you haven't pieced it together very sinestro like so he puts on the now finished electric knuckles and uh heads down to the casino breaks in with a heavy foot realistically just drops on a guy's head uh and then starts to beat the shit out of some people as he gets shot at uh but then his knuckles run out of juice and he gets beat up but then grabs a bag or container i guess of creds smacks the guy in the face with it and runs away but the container gets zapped, and then when he gets back to base, he gives it to Nagaf, and the creds are worthless because they were blasted. Um, Dag gummit. Yeah. 
so he gets pissed off and then tries to punch Nagaf with the electric knuckles, but they're still not working and he gets stopped. Uh, his fist is caught by Nagaf. Um, Nagaf just wipes the mustache off his face and says, why, why, this isn't the time to be someone and something you're so obviously not. Uh, and then Korg just finishes off with, I know exactly who I am. I'll show you. I'll show you all. Once I get his blood, the whole universe will know that I am the son of Thal Sinestro. And that's where it's to be continued. Surprise, uh, so, surprise. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting twist. We, we will see if he's actually the son of Thal Sinestro. Right. Or, like, it doesn't doesn't look that way. Like, he, he needs to get Sinestro's blood, so he's probably going to infuse it with his own. <laughs> I don't know how this works yet. But he, he looks very much Corrigarian. Um, that he so, does. So we'll see. We'll see what's happening there. Uh, it's Peter Tomasi, so could honestly be uh, a Super Sons follow-up. Who knows? He did have that story with the evil kids, so... Uh, yeah, so as for the issue, um, reading it twice now, not, not bad. The, my, my only problem with it, the art, fantastic. I'll start with the good stuff. Art's fantastic. Uh, I'm still digging the story. I love, excuse me, I love seeing Barry and Hal together, uh, just being Raven the Bold duo. It's always nice. And, and this issue captures it effortlessly, um. Jeremy Adams seems to have a really good hold on their relationship, and and you love to see it. My problem, though, is oh, this: comes. the story is really slow. Like it's issue four, and I get it's issue four. Uh, you don't expect many answers until at least issue six or seven, but early five or six. But I'm hoping by this point we'd have some answers, but we really don't have any. We just keep getting more questions. So we have two, technically, two time periods that we're dealing with here. Even though we didn't deal with six months prior in this issue, we still have two time periods worth of questions that we're asking and absolutely no answers as far as I can tell. So I'm hoping that we get some soon because what, what seems to be happening is, is Hal ends up on these mini adventures. Villains he has to take down, but it takes three pages to take them down. It's not a big story. It's just a little pause in the story we're getting um, while he fights this film, like this this part with major disaster. We didn't get overall plot because Hal and Barry decided to go and take care of major disaster really quick, which I get world building is a thing that's going to happen, but it prevented us from getting any answers, which I wasn't happy about. It took up page count to give us the plot, and the plot, I think, is what everyone is craving right now. Uh, as much as these cool, fun moments are great to see, I want more plot to be done right now. Um, save an issue later down the road for major disaster. Like, have a whole issue. I'm down for that. Uh, but this is... its It just feels distracting, and I'm just hoping to get more uh, answers soon, because I want to know what the hell's going on. They didn't even tease much of what happened on Korrigar, because I don't know if there's anything else to tease without giving shit away. So, we will see. Uh, hopefully, issue five gives us some answers. The cover certainly seems to allude to that. Uh, but for now, 8.5 out of 10. Still a very fun issue. Art is fantastic. I'm just hoping for more soon. 
You're muted, Josh. I'm muted, Josh. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it was really cool. Uh, it's a grounded story with Hal Jordan, something I didn't think I'd see. Um, the idea almost sounds silly to somebody who's not intricately familiar with the character, but it is, it's so good. Hell, uh, being grounded gets to keep the story character centric and, and like focused on the plot more than working in a whole cosmos worth of a story, which tends to happen with hell. Um, the art looks great, and obviously I think that the story does a great job of keeping me interested. I'm having a super good time, and uh, less so with the Hell and Carol stuff, like, move on, but the rest of it is fantastic. I gave it a 7.75 out of 10, and uh, as far as the backup goes, I mean, so we've got Yellow Lantern Jr. Are, are they going to be a rival for Kelly? <laughs> I mean, what maybe? Well, I, I I guess we'll see where this yeah. goes. See that later. would see Sinestro. Could it could be good? We'll see. Yeah. I mean that that honestly, I I can't even think about that with Kelly Cantella. Uh, if if Tomasi is trying to reinvigorate the Super Sun somehow, like we saw with or reproduce them, uh, yeah, reproduce somehow, like. Like Jeremy Adams had them in the Flash for a story, so yep, which means like sure there's did. there's definitely some adventures with them time traveling. So it's it's uh, it's not out of the woods that the the pair as children can't come back for Tomasi to tell more stories, um, right? Or just and, just trying to trying to recreate kind of the same kind of feel with um. Kelly and Korg, the the adventures yeah. of Kelly and Korg. Well, Korg so far really doesn't seem like a good person. So not, not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. But, but thinking, in the like, beginning, he, neither did Crush. No, but but they could be trying to to hint towards like a Junior Justice League in a way. You have Superboy, you have Robin, and in their their late child years, very very early teens. Fair um, enough. And then Teen Lantern is close to the same age. I don't know that there's any other heroes around that age that fit the bill, but that kind of fits. Like you could you call it a Junior Justice League, or you could call it Young Justice, whatever. <laughs> but right. but if you have that, might that be interesting? It would be interesting, and it's very possible that they could do that. Yeah. Very possible. It's, it's Tomasi. I would not be upset if he brought Super Sons into Green Lantern lore. Because <laughs> that's two of my favorite works from Tomasi. <laughs> you get the best it's, of both worlds Sons that way. Green Lantern Corps, yeah. So I'm all, I'm all for it. But we'll see. I'm, I'm, as I've said before, cautiously optimistic about this story we'll see where it goes i really have no idea where it's going right now i'm just going to enjoy the ride until we figure out what the hell's happening because it could be very good it certainly could yeah all right so that was green lantern number four now we're going to get into batman and robin number two josh is going to fill us in on that yeah it was uh written by joshua williamson art and colors inside and out by simone de and lettering came from Steve Wands. So uh, 
open up the book, there's a little flashback to when Talia had Damien as a kid and she killed a bat to teach him not to have feelings. And that's right before we flipped Damien and Bruce somewhat sailing through the air fighting off the bats that are attacking Batman. Um, DC, ugh with the names. Shush, a female hush. The one behind the bat attack says it's to get her life back. They're overtaken as Shush makes her escape. Batman goes on to use a bright light, but Damien stops him saying it could hurt the bat. So Batman breaks out a smoke bomb consisting of eucalyptus, cinnamon, rosemary, and thyme. Apparently something his mom used to use to... Uh, keep bats away from the mansion i guess uh so anyway they're now again in pursuit of the now animal headed terrible trio croc and orca who should be good guys and man bat that should be dead as far as the <laughs> as far as the attack goes and i proved it in discord just just it's not just me as far as the attack goes though uh rob was right it was pheromones but not bat pheromones though no it was a chemical that altered Bruce's pheromones to imitate those of a bat. Fun stuff right there. Yeah. It would have been better if it was just... <laughs> this yeah. is an odor that's coming okay. off of it. Good, good writing, <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, boy. So, um, after doing some investigating, stitching his dad up, it's time for Damien to go to school. Public school. Uh <laughs> But he, and as I guess you would expect, he doesn't make it past first period and goes out after info from the White Rabbit uh, at like 8.30 in the morning, dressed as Robin. And so does Batman, dressed as Batman. They go to get her out of jail, but she's too, but they're too late. Shush and co. are there with a gun to White Rabbit's head. It's followed with the schlocky 60s Batman stuff with, captions that read oh no are the dynamic duo late to save the white rabbit will they learn shush's identity turn in next month to bang and then the issue ends i mean the new millennium has no time for your stupid voiceover bullshit (laughs) no no criminals gonna stand around waiting while you're like okay come on yeah Uh, nobody's gonna do that no and it's just unnecessary the (laughs) the story could probably be good if it was from a different writer the relationship between bruce and damien the way they talk bringing in characters and changing them to see how you to to how you see fit or bringing them back to life I get it came from a flashback at the beginning of a book, but it was solely written in there to include a homeopathic bat repellent and I guess some kind of way to show Damien is more emotional than he was before. But write him correctly and you won't have to do stupid shit like that. This this <laughs> this seems like a waste of resources to have a wit in this re- way. Um, DeMeo is a rock star. He makes it look fantastic, amazing line work, the color, shadows, lights... Even the refraction of light make every page drop dead gorgeous. It's a oh, God, real yeah. pleasure to look at, but the rest of it just isn't there. Art cannot carry a whole book, and there's a lot going on in this one that I just can't forgive, especially when I had to say all of that summary just to basically say that absolutely nothing happened in this issue. But the I'm art not from say DeMeo, absolutely nothing. Well, I'll get, I mean, I'll get into that. I'll get into that. I'll get into that. The art does bump it up a wee bit, 
but just a wee bit, it gets a six out of ten. Yeah, so stuff definitely happened. It's just not great. <laughs> not but, not not great stuff. Not, um, not, yeah. not 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 like okay. So I'll start with the stuff I like. Yeah, go um, ahead, do that. I I I like <laughs> seeing Bruce and Damien paired together as Batman and Robin and working together. I like that. And I like the the idea of Bruce pushing Damien to go to high school as trivial as it is at this point. Um, I I totally get like Bruce did that with all his other kids. So not to go to public school, they all went to private school. He can't afford private school now. Whatever. The other day, the other day, you guys defended him having a bat cave and all of this new shit. Um, because well, he bought it when he was a billionaire. He didn't buy it now. <laughs> but he didn't have it when it first started out. And then your guys' defense oh, that, that, was that, that he's was, a millionaire. Well, that, he's that just was, not that, a multi multi. That was proven. He he had it when he bought it years ago. <laughs> it was in his name when he moved out of the mansion. Boo. That was part of the story. Boo. That's how it was proven. He didn't buy it now. It was already there. <laughs> it was one of his safe houses. But Boo. now it's just, you know, we all know the economy skyrocketed. Even if, ah. you're, even if you're just a millionaire, you're not going to be able to afford to send your son to a, a private school. So I get that. Public school, fair enough. And, and he was already going to public school with John back in Super Sons. So, still fits in my books. I'm I'm okay with public school, but end of the day, I like that it's pushing Damien to, to go back to school and start high school, um, and push his education. Despite the fact that sure Damien already knows this stuff, but still, he did it with Dick. He did it with Tim. Um, so why not do it with your own son too, with your own flesh and blood? So I I like that, and that is about it. Um, story wise like the art i agree simone de mayo fantastic um i didn't have the same problem with this issue as i did with the first one where everything felt like it was zoomed in and the fisheye lens i didn't have that problem this time um so the art throughout was just fan fucking tastic um it really was the problems you brought up about man bats yeah like like you you, you proved i thought he was still alive based on the end of world war z but no, task task force said, sorry. Um, but no, he should still be dead. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, <sighs> Whatever Williamson wants. Could have, been, could have been Francine, but they said man bad specifically, so I don't know. Croc uh, yep. and Orca, I ain't going to put weight on because they, they could just go back and forth. Croc, was it this or was it Joker? Croc was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he's. We've we've seen him for quite a long time now, a couple of years. Yeah. Just not want to do the villain shit. Yeah. But, so, but there was, I mean, it, was either, it was either in this or it was a Joker. I don't remember which. Oh, Joker had Clayface. So it must have been in this, where he's like, "Look, I got stuff I got to do." And then I said, "If you want to see where he went, check out Poison Ivy for his adventures in Slaughter Swamp." Yeah. So so at least like there's there's that. Um, and they took him out because <laughs> he's busy elsewhere doing not necessarily bad things. No, I'll um, give him credit for that. Yeah, I will because that scores big points for me. Um, but yeah, I'm not. the The thing that stuck out for me is 
the voices for Bruce and Damien. They're very unlike Bruce and Damien. Any well, even for Joshua Williamson and any other time he's written Batman or Robin, they've not sounded like this. Like this is very different from any other story he's specifically written with these two characters. It feels like anyway. So I don't know what the hell is going on. Um and it's it's not the first writer to do this either. I've never liked it when you get the two of them together and writers think they're going to be almost cold-hearted to each other. They're going to be very, very emotionless mm-hmm. while also in a loving way. And I don't like that. I get their, their Bruce. Um, I miss my, my dead parents when I was eight years old and I forever emotionally scarred from it. Wayne and Damien, I was grown in a vat of liquid and my father is a psychopath. Wayne. Um, right. I get their monologue for just a minute and I'll be right back. No problem. I I get their emotionally stunted characters to begin with, but it just feels so awkward when they talk like that. I I've never really enjoyed that. Um, Shush. I, when I heard the name, I, I I figured I'm not, I'm not going to love this, (laughs) but but I'll I'll give Shush the benefit of the doubt for now. We'll see where that goes. Um, we don't really know much yet. Uh, the name is just kind of silly. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Batman and Robin, though, number two. I I've I'm I'm not going to say I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the art, but it was definitely an awkward read. Um, great to look at, not easy to digest. I, I'm also going to Agreed. give it a six. Six out of ten. This might be... It's a, it's a rare occasion. I 100% agree with you, Josh. Well, <laughs> 90, 95%. There's, there's a couple of things I was like, oh, hang on. Let's give give a benefit out for this little bit. But like, I'll, I will. You, you, you got me to give him credit for... Um, for Croc, right? For Croc, yes. Yeah. But still like only half a point because Croc yeah. wouldn't be out be doing that shit right now. He just wants to fucking chill out in his fucking swamp and be left alone. That's what all he's been saying for two years is leave me the fuck alone. I want to go chill out. As far as I remember about Croc, at least throughout my life uh, reading and watching Croc, he's always been like that. Pretty much. But he always it's gets just... pulled back in somehow. Yep. So I'm not, I'm not even going to stunt Williamson for any involvement of Croc because that that's always going to fucking just, happen to Wayland Jones. The the last couple of years it's really been turned up. Oh, it's definitely been You know what hard, I mean? But, it's but he's like, always he's always going to get pulled back in eventually. <laughs> he found he found he he found a fucking dispensary that'll sell to, to giant crocodile men and yeah. now he's he's uh not now he just wants to sit back and watch cartoons. It's not like he's. It's not like he's ever going to get a nine to five. You know, right. nobody's going to hire a crocodile monster. Nope, it's just it not going to happen. No, you know what he should. Not in this should, economy. He should get a job. Are they even still around? Haley Circus. No, 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 they're, no. They're, they're not. not oh, okay. No, 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 no. Well, we had that that backup story in Nightwing with John. Yeah, but that, that was a that while was, ago. Wasn't that wasn't it? Haley's. That was like no. Last, that, no, that was this year, wasn't it? Oh, was it this year? Yeah. 
It was fairly no, recent. Within the last year, yeah. Yeah, it was a three-part, but I don't, I don't remember if that was Haley's Circus they were at. I don't think so. Either way, a circus would be ideal for Waylon. I don't know if he wants to be a sideshow. <laughs> right. It's a place uh, to he wants to be money. alone. He don't want to spend 14 hours a day having people poke and look at him and shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, well. I could see that not working out very well. No, def- definitely not. Uh, I actually no, no. Uh, fuck. Who was it? Was it Tinian that did Robin and Batman? Oh, you know what? I think so. And I think that actually was a story element because Krog was involved in that. I think he was in Haley Circus specifically, uh, because you knew Dick. And as you pointed out, didn't work out very well. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that'll that's yeah, that. but he was oh yeah, Robin and Batman. It was Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire, and, thank and, you. and um, yeah, but that I mean that was definitely a whole different kind of story for Croc. That's for damn oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very different one. It was good. Uh, it was good, but not one I would have expected. No. Uh, all right. Well, that is our books for the week. That is oh, it, man. That's that's so quick. Um, I. Top three? Eh? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really have a top three, but I'm going to oh. tell you that I will definitely rate Green Lantern number four over Batman and Robin number two. And my favorite moment is going to be when Hale just drops the fucking ring into Sinestro's hand, like, here, go for it. Yeah, and then he's shot, like, what is this? This isn't a ring. And was, yeah, it's a special kind of ring. He takes yeah. it right back, pops it under his finger, shows off a little bit. I thought that that was great. That was classic Halo, and I loved every second of it. So Just very reminiscent of two kids just play fighting. Right. Like, I'm the only yeah, one that knows how to turn it on. I'm <laughs> the only one that can use it. See, yeah, neither, loser. Neither. You can't just loser. bent rules, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I did. They've always been there. Me. Hmm. Um, right, your uh, kid that brings an iPad and he says it's to share with all of his friends, but then he doesn't let any of them touch it. He sets it down, and it's fingerprint unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck that kid. Anyway. Fuck that kid. <laughs> but hell's cool. For, for now. Same kid, now. but yeah, whatever. Same, same kid. <laughs> that was Hal as a child. He was that dickhead. Um, translated into adult life. <laughs> for I just, sure. I just picture an Ollie, Barry, and Hal have a sleepover at Ollie's mansion, and Hal brings his only piece of technology is the iPad, and he says, yeah, you guys can use it too. <laughs> but it's, but but he's he's going to be a dick about it. Like this fingerprint unlock, eh, but then Ollie and Barry have their own. There you go. Yeah, cause you got to figure it out. They're grown adults. They don't need this childish shit. But Hal needs to grow up. You know what? I think he might. He might. Anyway, uh, top two. I agree with Josh. Green Lantern number four at the top. Batman and Robin number two at number two. Coincidentally, favorite moments I'll also pull from Green Lantern just Hal and Barry palling around and taking down Major Disaster. It was 
as much as it detracted from the the overall story and the plot, it was a fun moment. Uh, just a brief interlude of the the pair being the brave and the bold, taking out a, a quick villain and going on their merry way. It was nice to see, very classic feel. I did enjoy it. And that is our show. That's it, man. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here, right? I mean, yeah. You're leaving, well. right? Me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going <laughs> to leave too. All that right. That means all of you got to get out of here. And uh, you should be careful out there. Remember, in the Geek Matrix, everybody has a home. In the Geek Matrix, you are not alone. 